HSD are experts in delivering tech solutions to the vet sector, working with clients such as the Department of Education, Skills and Employment, ASQA and the VRQA. HSD understand the complexities of VET, its systems and data. We specialise in systems integration, customer relationship management systems, Microsoft platforms and migrating organisations to the cloud. So whether you're looking for advice on integrating your systems, meeting your data reporting requirements or looking to gain insights into your stakeholders, HSD are here to help. Visit hsd.com.au or follow us on LinkedIn. and Associates. I'm Claire and I'm pleased that you could join me for this episode of What Now, What Next? Insights into Australia's tertiary education sector. Episode 74 and this week I spoke with Tony Brennan, the founder of Telesium and one of the co-founders of Edugrowth. I've interviewed many, many interesting people on the podcast. It's such an honour for me that people want to come on and chat, but I don't think I've interviewed anyone so far whose background is as diverse and interesting as Tony's. He left school early, joined the military, ended up as an emergency trauma healthcare worker, parachuting into places to help people. Then he studied law practiced as a commercial lawyer, went into academia, ended up running a healthcare provider in Afghanistan and a lot more in between, and now runs Telesium, which is a leading online platform providing healthcare courses globally from leading education providers. I guarantee Tony's story of using education to help with conflict resolution in Africa will bring tears to your eyes. And Aside from all those good stories, he shares some really incredible insights into the decisions to be taken when your institution is looking to deliver offshore and online. He's been doing it successfully for years. I've probably now made him sound like he's incredibly old. <laughs> he's not. He's just crammed an awful lot into, um, into his life. And you'll definitely learn a lot from my conversation with him. And if you're not aware of either Telesium or Edugrowth, uh, I'm sure you probably are, but in case you're not, I'll include links um, in the show notes for this episode. And now here's Tony. Well, it's a great pleasure to be joined uh, today on this episode of the podcast by Tony Brennan, who's the founder and managing director of Telesium. And I think particularly of interest for those of you looking at taking your education and training um, offshore. Tony's got a wealth of background and experience to share with you there. Uh, we met a number of years ago and um, periodically touch base as we run into one another at, at various things in the sector. But I don't think we've ever actually sat down, Tony, and I'm not sure you've ever given me the full story of who you are and, and exactly what it is that, um, that you do. So this is the chance for that opportunity. Tell listeners a bit about who you are, your career in the sector, and your current role. Thanks, Claire. Yeah, you're right. It's been we've known each other for a while now, but this is the first time I've actually uh, had a chance, I suppose, to yeah take you through my background and how I got to where I am. So, I suppose my background is quite varied, and it, you know it starts from not really graduating from school leaving uh, 
leaving early and end up going into the army and and working in a uh, parachute surgical team in severe trauma medicine, so jumping out of planes and uh, all of that kind of stuff to perform emergency surgery. Uh, and I left that into end up going to law school at University of Queensland, doing my law degree, working uh, as a corporate lawyer with uh, Clayton Newts, one of Australia's largest law firms. So I did that for a while. Then I moved from there into academia, where I became a, uh, a lecturer in law. And then I believe uh, not long after that, I became Australia's youngest adjunct law professor. And we're doing a lot of teaching around Australia and Southeast Asia, uh, everything from, from law to, to business and teaching on the Australian Graduate School of Management uh, MBA program and also the Australian Institute of Company Directors, a lot of those different types of programs. I went from being a, uh, a lawyer and adjunct law professor to then running a medical company in Afghanistan where I... Uh, helped turn around a, a medical company that was providing care in uh, Kabul. And I, I grew that organisation over the period of a few years, expanded that across Afghanistan, provided a lot more care uh, and training across Afghanistan, and then took that to Africa, the United States, where we're doing more training, uh, health education projects. I uh, came up with a new model to rewrite global economic theory on how you take a country out of poverty uh, around training and skills development. And that was a project that we were doing with the government of Haiti and the Inter-American Development Bank. And that kind of uh, started to lead into what became Telisium. So we, we did one small community health project in Sudan. It was a training program over five days. And we brought people together from a number of different villages and these people historically had been enemies and not great fans of each other and we put them through this five-day course and it was translated multiple times and at the end of this community health course which was literally delivered under a tree they left as friends and so that really struck me as uh you know high impact uh, outcomes and you know it really resonated in terms of this is what education can do if you're doing it right uh, and it can be used with everything from helping people get out of poverty to post-conflict resolution so that experience along with the challenges that I had as a CEO of a medical company in terms of trying to find high quality online relevant learning for my health workforce led me to to, to think about Telisium. So I came back to Australia and then started to work on a whole new model to solve these challenges that I found at a global level around health education. And it, it revolved around a couple of key principles. One, that it didn't matter where you looked, all the research was very clear that some of the biggest growth sectors going forward were around health education and, and digitisation. And there was an obvious massive tsunami approaching in terms of where is this global future health workforce going to come to? How are we going to train them? And not only the future health workforce, but the existing health workforce. So how do we how do we help ensure that they have the skills they need to do what they need to do to improve health outcomes wherever they are? 
So Telesium was about trying to solve those issues, and it was also about how can we take the world's best quality health medical education and deliver it in a way that is affordable and accessible to health professionals in countries that might not otherwise get access to that content. So it took a while, a lot of a lot of working, but it actually made things easier, I believe, because we weren't trying to refit an existing training model. And when I was doing a lot of stuff in the early days in the Middle East and India, you know, I saw a lot of Australian, uh, you know, vet companies and, and universities would would be over there and they'd be trying to just essentially do what they do in Australia and charge the same and wondering why it wasn't working. Uh, and so it needed to be thought of in a different way. And so I did that. And then obviously, as part of that journey, I also uh, started along with uh, uh, Austrade and, and, and Pat Brothers, who was at Navitas at the time, uh, started EduGrowth, which is now uh, heavily involved in the in the, in the sector, and that, that came out of the Australian government's back then, the AIE 2025 strategy. Uh, and that was also an interesting you know, point, I suppose, in my, my growth and my career. Uh, and again, that revolved around that just doing things differently because we, you know, they were talking about how we could impact so many learners internationally as opposed to bringing them to Australia. Uh, you know, and I, I I made the comments that we needed to do something to support the, you know, the startups and the scale-ups and those organisations in Australia that are really trying to do something different and need the help. And uh, and that's where, you know, led to EduGrowth and now making some big impact with that around Australia as well. So that's my background. I suppose it combines, you know, the medicine from severe trauma medicine in my early days through to uh, education as an academic uh, and then broader into international education around the world and coming back and starting to Lysium and trying to really do it differently on a big scale. Brilliantly and helping um, in the in the ed tech space here in Australia. And I think that's probably when we first met was the consultations around AIE 2025. And it is interesting, isn't it, that at that time, you're right, the um, then uh, Minister for Trade, uh, Andrew Robb, was engaged with the sector on, let's aim for a million students onshore and at least 10 million offshore. Yep. And, um, <clears throat> and here we are again you know, been through the pandemic and now the, the sector is really, again, trying to grapple with how do we grow? Yes, more students onshore, obviously, welcoming students back post-COVID, uh, but also there's a wealth of opportunities, uh, potential um, for providers offshore. And it was interesting you spoke about uh, some of your observations of um, universities and vet providers from Australia looking to operate offshore and take their existing courses at their existing prices. So traditionally, um, that's how, you know, healthcare was done or certainly from, from Australian uh, universities and, and vet providers. And you've touched on Telesium being a more affordable, low-cost option and really rethinking the model. So without giving away all your secret sauce, can you explain a bit more about, I mean, when I look on your website, you've got thousands of courses available. Uh, you're offering them right around the world. So what is it that you've done differently, which has really helped and which is so different from that, that standard 
um, offshore transnational um, model that that many Australian providers have thought about or tried? Yeah, good good question. So, look, the few things I'd say that we have done differently to how this has been done historically. So, uh, first of all, I'll just make the point, again, that our focus is really on the continuing professional development and education for the global health workforce. The key point being that health is all we do. So, you know, traditionally a lot of a lot of players in the space are generalists. So, you know, they have you want to learn coding, you want to learn business, whatever, you can do that. I made a decision early on that we just wanted to focus on health. Now that means that we will deliver, it's still quite broad, and that we will deliver health training to health professionals, health content to health professionals. We'll deliver non-health content to health professionals, so around leadership management, soft skills, uh, and we also deliver health medical-related content to non-health professionals, so first aid and stuff. But we just we don't do non-health to non-health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing that we, we do differently is we had an early focus from the very beginning on short courses, micro skills. So I was of the opinion that health professionals didn't have a lot of time to, you know, to enrol into three, six, you know, 12, 24-month courses and programs where they had to be online at this time every week or, you know, every, every month. It just didn't offer them the flexibility and the convenience. So we really focused on being online. And at the moment, we provide an online learning platform. So we are content agnostic and we're, we're, we're platform agnostic, but we've got an online learning platform and our content library, which... Uh, currently includes more than 8,700 short courses. And these are 30 minutes in duration. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we break down longer courses and programs into those short 30-minute e-learning sessions with certificates. So someone can get on, they can start when they want, 30 minutes, learn something, get a certificate. Uh, And the other thing that we do differently is that we only work with and provide access to content from the world's leading experts in health and medical education. So, uh, you know, um, Dr. John Smith down the road can't come onto Telissium and create a course and, and make that available to other health professionals. So we work with universities, royal colleges, uh, you know, governments, for example. Uh, and our online course library is all-inclusive and on-demand, so health professionals can learn what they want when they want but just, you know, simple simple access and it's sponsored by their employer or university, for example. But it essentially means they can come on one place, one sign-on, and they can access content from everybody, all the world's leading experts in the one place. Whilst I said that our, our focus is on micro-learning, so at the moment, typically 30 minutes, we are actually now expanding that. So we're developing... Uh, learning sessions which are seven minutes and even one minute so we're getting yeah so very quick reference content for health professionals uh, that they you know just on demand applied straight away but at the other end of the spectrum we're also starting to add uh, a lot of university level programs certificates diplomas degree programs to our library and what that means is that for the health professionals they can get everything from a 60-second quick reference on a medical procedure 
through to a master's degree all on the, all in the one place so you know it just it gives uh, a lot of flexibility but our, our key points of difference i suppose the things that we did differently we focused on health we focused on short duration learning we did come up with an, a unique and innovative business model that allows us to do this in a way that uh, works for our health professionals and makes it cost effective uh, you know for example and for university partners they can put their content onto Telisium uh, at no cost to them costs them nothing and it exposes their their brand their courses their content to a global learner market and then they can generate new revenue from that um, I suppose one of the other things that we did differently is, again, that focus was on coming up with a way to provide universities and professional associations, you know, and governments with a way to reach new students and monetize their existing content, but slightly different to the way the OPMs do it because we, our focus is on that short mm-hmm. professional duration, professional level uh, learning. So we have universities that. Uh, will provide access to Telusium for their faculty to help upskill their faculty uh, for their students as an adjunct to their existing curriculum. We have uh, we work with universities who, for example, might uh, have external contracts that they have got or that they want to go after to educate uh, people in the health space, but the university doesn't have the the resources, the internal uh spare capacity to develop the content and deliver it so they bring us in and we we do all that for them and just provide them with a quick very quick turnkey solution um uh, and we really are i suppose that that partner for those organizations um rather than just a you know a, a vendor we work very closely with them to help solve those those kind of issues so a lot of content creation, co-content creation, and delivery capability. Is, is, but, is, oh, sorry, I've interrupted you. Sorry, Tony. Good. Good. Uh, no, it sounds like um, I was reflecting that your experience in the healthcare sector, uh, running healthcare company, uh, you know, in a particularly challenging environments, um, as well as obviously your other experience. But what you brought to Telesium is thinking about what the employer or the healthcare professional needs rather than, as you say, these are the courses that we have to offer. We think they'll be great for you and they might be great courses, but, again, the starting point is is quite different. You're starting with a deep understanding of what's needed for that continuing professional development and then you're working with partners to take their content and provide that Uh, and I'm really when you first said the one minute piece I was thinking oh my goodness how much can you learn but of course it's about the go back and double check something before you go off and do something and where do you go to do it well you all go for all of those needs you go to your platform that's where the health sector Mm. um has it all covered off with with just that access that you're providing exactly exactly right uh and whilst we've got a massive library and it's looking like it's going to expand to a ridiculous new level which will make us unequivocally you know the the largest provider globally of health medical education professional content in the one place it is about curating 
and personalizing the learning experience for the health professionals. So, you know, it's not overwhelming. And it is about, as you said, you know, the one minute stuff is, you know, a doctor or a nurse or someone has got to do something soon. And they haven't done that in, you know, a few years or it's been a long time. So quick reference check, um, you know, and if they need a bit more, you can go to a seven minute session mm-hmm. on that. So that's about just, you know, quick reference and, and refreshes before you start to move into what we think of as the, you know, the more, the, the longer duration, which are more about learning and then career development and all of that type of stuff. So, right. so, you're, so you're sort of expanding at both ends. You've gone shorter, but you're also going longer with the longer um, chunks of learning um, that are coming from your your partners. They're more tradi- they're more traditional offerings, I guess. Correct. And look, and that's because well, well for a while we've had uh, you know learners ask about longer duration programs, uh, and it just makes sense because you know for those that offer the longer programs for universities, for example. Uh, you know, it can be a big commitment to get someone to sign up to, you know, a grad cert or a diploma, let alone a degree. But what we provide really is is a is a nice little pathway. So you've got health professionals; they can do course short duration courses, and we can stack those up into longer duration ones. And then, you know, we're talking to some university partners about you know micro credentialing and and articulating you know, our, our, our content into, into their program. So it just provides a nice, I suppose, easy way for some students to, you know, move into a university program. Uh, and for universities, it provides them with a, a really cost-effective way to capture potential students, you know, at an earlier stage of their learning. So and, it is, yeah. and- Particularly, I would have thought for Australian universities and potentially vet providers, what you're also offering is access to a group of students who they would find it hard to reach. So I'm interested in, um, right, there's a lot of talk in Australia in the tertiary sector now about a need to diversify and a need to do more offshore, particularly online offshore. Everybody thinks that's a good idea. And uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not meaning to sound cynical. I do as well. But I think it's particularly challenging to do. Agreed. So as uh, universities, TAFEs and other private providers are thinking about this, what lessons, I mean, you've kind of touched on them, but if you had to to summarise, what are the lessons to be thinking about as they're looking offshore? Yeah, good question. I would say the number one lesson, piece of advice that I would share is understand your key point of difference and focus on that. Um, you know, do you really need to be offering the same content in the same way to the same students as all your competitors? It's a crowded market because, yeah, they're the buzzwords and that's the that's where everyone's trying to get into in Australia. But so are all the universities in the UK, Canada, the US. Like everybody's doing it. It's a crowded space. So if you're just doing the same as everybody else, you know, you're, you're competing in a very crowded market. So I would understand the key point of difference and, and focus on that. So you know, if everyone's offering business degrees and IT degrees or just what are you good at and just and just try and own, nail that niche mm-hmm. is, is what I would suggest. Uh, also, very important to be clear on who you are targeting. Is it employers or is it individual students? Because they both want and they need 
different things from online learning. You know, mm-hmm. consumption of online learning by employees when it is pushed to them by an employer, so you've got to do this, is pretty low compared to when when the uh, employees are self-directed learners and they're pulling it, you know, you get some really strong engagement numbers. So, uh, and obviously I'm a big fan of the, the micro-learning, the short-duration skills. So I think I would suggest that universities and vet providers, and we're having a lot of conversations in space, so I know some of them are thinking about this, you know, how can you do things differently? So like my first point, do you need to be delivering full degree programs and full certificate and diploma programs? Could you break them down into shorter, different types of qualifications or not even just learning sessions to make it easier for students overseas to consume and just to get on that treadmill, get their foot on the door, just to give you a point of difference from everyone else? And just capture those those students, those potential students earlier. So, I would really encourage to th- them to think about doing it differently, uh, break them down, shorter duration, and given that most universities and vet providers probably don't have the capability and the resources to do it themselves, uh, choose the right partner. Mm-hmm. You know, be, be clear on what you want to do, how you want to do it, uh, and. And find a partner who can hold your hand and and walk you through the process and can make it easy and really mitigate the risk of doing it. That's that's what I would suggest because it can be, you know, the, the road is littered with the bones of of, uh, of many a university and vet provider who have tried and 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 failed or found it very hard. That's right. And struggle to scale, I think, it particularly that um, you can maybe there's a, a program, it's got a cohort of learners that goes well, but going beyond that often seems to be the, the challenge. Yep. Um, I really like your emphasis on uh, your unique selling point, but particularly the, the notion of specialising and what are you good at? Because most, well, all universities and TAFEs in Australia are comprehensive. Many private providers are two, although some are are more niche, but in actual fact, by thinking through what is different about you, when you take it offshore, potentially you open yourselves up to an incredible um, cohort of learners. Uh, so, So while it seems odd in Australia where, you know, scale is everything in terms of the diversity of what you offer, in fact, being really precise about what you're taking offshore makes sense um, because of the, the size of the market, but you're only really going to tap into it if you're really offering something that is truly different and worth employers or individuals signing up for. Yeah, exactly right. And then it also it helps mitigate the whole price conversation as well if you can be a specialist, because if you're offering the same program as everybody else, then everybody else is comparing you on price and you know, your your brand. But if you are the only one offering this type of program, you know, it, it it might be a would be, you know smaller, smaller target market. But if you know who they are, then you know you can you can charge more and you can own that space. And then you've got them there, you've got them associated with your brand and then leverage that to feed them into the next part of the pipeline and just keep moving them, moving them through. 
Oh, no, and I think undoubtedly uh, the shorter courses and shorter duration, particularly with that professional development and the upskilling, um, is uh, I'm with you 100% on that. Um, Tony, it has been just terrific to chat to you and A, learn more about what you're doing and B, um, thank you for sharing all your insights and ideas. I think people are, are lucky you've given them an insight into the secret sauce and um, wish you and the team at Talisium all the very best with what you're doing. Wonderful. Thanks, Claire. It's lovely to talk to you.